Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash paulwheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash paulwheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. All right, it's counting. <laughs> you start it in such a funny way. Uh, so we just watched Wild Wild Country. Yeah. And um, and Josiah asked me about it. We talked about it on a SmackDown a little while ago, but um, I hadn't seen it. But I uh, I lived in Oregon during the Rajneeshi stuff. So this is going to be a quick podcast about community and a, and some things. But um, when I and I would read the newspapers about what was going on, and I saw a presentation by uh, Ma Prem Isabel, who was mentioned a couple of times in in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I saw the presentation, I was not a gardener. I had never heard the word permaculture, but I saw an amazing thing, and that was that. Um, Look at all this desert, and then here's what we're doing. And it's like they had brought green growth back to a place that was, like, very deserty. Like, they were greening the desert. In fact, during the movie, we actually heard them use the phrase, we were greening the desert, although I didn't like the techniques that I saw them show in this movie. But I think that the presentation that I saw many decades ago um, I would have liked to have seen those techniques. And they did cover some of those techniques, which were really quite simple and basic. It was a little mini-series. It wasn't a movie. Right. But, sure. But, yeah, so they had lots of footage from the 80s, and then they interviewed people who had been charged with crimes in the 80s and who had been a part of this community. It was a religious community, the Bhagwan oh, Rajneesh. I would say yes, but at the same time, the Bhagwan himself was saying, oh, right. at the end, because the government was kicking him in the nuts over and over and over again. Go ahead, science or religion, and we'll shoot you in the head. And yeah. so then he's like, it's not a religion. So. Well, it it was a strange community yeah. in in a lot of ways. It's not a community I would have chosen to live in. Me neither. Um, it, just to say that up front. And there, some of the people in power in this community went a little crazy with their power and and did awful, 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 awful things. They were put to the test to prove that they were. Um, uh, noble, and it was discovered that they were human, and maybe that's not even appropriate. I they be that I'm thinking of Sheila. Sheila behaved remarkably poorly. Oh yeah. And, and the thing that upset me about this show is she seemed to have been given a pedestal to stand on to tell her story, and I'm kind of thinking like, you behaved. Monstrably, how can you speak into the camera so calmly? Right after doing such, well, you know, horrible things. She tried to kill people, so and admitted it, and had no remorse and no empathy about it. So it was quite horrible. Um, so, but at the same time, she was she was treated so monstrously horribly by the community. I kind of feel like if you're going to treat somebody so bad, you got to figure that, you know, only the most noble people will not turn into monsters under such horrible treatment. Well, and that's, I think, why you wanted to make this podcast is the hate and the horrible attitude the community had and the government the the i i don't in this whole show was there a single government person that seemed to be standing up and saying like like they were going to stand for what is good and right and decent it seemed more like 
I'm a Christian and they ain't Christians, so I gotta fuck up their shit. Or it was, you know, they're a cult, so they, they're evil, they're wrong, and we need them out of the community, and, um, and, and really, it seemed that the Rajneeshis only got, uh, awful in the community as a reaction to the community t- treating them awful is what it seemed. That's what was portrayed in this miniseries. And they really hadn't been doing anything awful except for buying a huge piece of property. But then when they were treated so poorly and they were being threatened, they were being harassed. They were being harassed they were and being, threatened. And not only were they being harassed, but the people that were harassing, the part of the group that was harassing them was, was saying, those Rajneeshis are harassing us by well, existing. Yeah. And the, and the ones who were doing the harassing, um, were admitting it and showing no remorse and yeah. no, and no empathy. And there was no law stepping in to protect the Rajneeshis yeah. from these unlawful monsters. So the Rajneeshis tried to take some measures to protect themselves from, because the locals were shooting firearms around their compound and, and doing all kinds of really awful, awful, let's, let's go out and kill us a couple Rajneeshis kind of harassment. Yeah. So, so, that I think the the close-minded, hateful community, uh, despite the Rajneeshis turning out to have some one or two awful people in it, you know, or whatever, uh, there were some problems. Despite that, right. it it seemed to have started from the. But who knows? But well, there was just such awful hate in the community. So there was a town. I, I remember it all going down, and I, I recognized a lot of stuff going Because I was reading the paper every day, and I read the stuff about the – because basically what I kept feeling you know, many decades ago when this was happening in the early 80s is it's like, why can't they just leave the Rajneeshis alone? And, and when I watched this whole thing, that's what I kind of thought too. Granted, kooky. All right. Yeah. But, you know, one enormous thing is that guy, Rajneesh, fucking weirdo. At the same time, everybody who has an interest in permaculture, you're a fucking weirdo. That's the definition. The, the people in that town, they were, I'm not even sure I want to say that they were normal. They, In fact, they weren't. They were mean fuckers. The guy in the overalls, he seemed okay but he kind of, I did not agree with his analysis, but he seemed like a generally decent guy. He wasn't as mean and hateful and 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 just deriding the Rajneeshis as much as almost everybody else in that community did. Now, I, I want to say, I want to ask you a question. In fact, that guy, the guy in the overalls, he used this word. And now I want to, so basically every time the word came up, I thought that the person with the word on their lips, I mean, they they lost like 40 points in my book just every time they said the word cult. It seemed mm. to me that whatever it was the Rajneeshis were doing, and it seemed like there was some Buddhism and yoga kind of stuff, but you know what? Those people authentically loved this guy. And and it's like, I don't know what the relationship was, but I think people were like, oh, you shouldn't worship some guy you can actually look at. And I'm not sure they were doing that, but they loved this guy and they were so happy. Right. uh, I don't really know that that was interesting that this miniseries it's interesting by the omission that they really didn't try to analyze whether they were a cult or not. Uh, what makes for a cult? Right. Well, a, a cult is where I think the definition I liked when we were just talking about this just a few days ago is that if you become so absorbed by a religious group that you lose any um, control over 
your own self and your own choices. You no longer have. That sounds like being in love. So if anybody who's in love, you're in a fucking cult and you should, somebody needs to come and beat you with a stick until you stop being in love. Because that's bad. That's a cult behavior. Do I make you have no choices in what you do? I don't think so. I, I think I think that part of the definition of being in love is that you're going to make decisions that are not necessarily in your own best interest. Oh, but yeah. People will do nutty things when they're in love. I mean, yeah, but that's ridiculous. I, you know, look at Shakespeare. You, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like no, we, there's stories. You and I, especially in our relationship, we have lots of choice in how we want to live our lives. Lots and lots of choice. I think. Um, anyway, well, let's not try to. Def- I, I, okay, so someone suggested that it's a cult if you cannot leave, and and it's like you know what? Here's what I think a cult is. I think I think if anybody utters the word cult, then whatever they're pointing at, what they're saying is, I don't like what they're doing over there, and somebody should make them stop, and I don't really have a decent reason. And so I'm going to throw out the word cult because I got nothing else to work with here. And I'm fucking stupid and crazy and I'm hateful and mean. And so I'm going to throw out the word cult. So here's what I thought. Every time I saw the word cult, I saw somebody being hateful and mean and and awful and monstrous. That's what I saw. And whatever they were pointing at, it's like, dude, it's all about perspective and and it's subjective and relative. This is a bunch of people that were into stuff like like Buddhism and yoga. That's that was the root of their stuff, Buddhism and yoga. And and it's in a community of like we're all about being angry fucking Christians. And it's like they've yeah. got some twisted sick Christianity that they're into and it's like hey, dude, 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 dude. Jesus was a Buddhist. Well, I, I agree that the way they portrayed this, most of the time that people were calling it a cult, it was a name calling thing. It wasn't, it wasn't based on anybody trying to learn about this group. It was based on a lot of hearsay. And, you know, there was somebody, even one of the, the prosecutors or the, a law enforcement or somebody who's saying, well, I heard he hypnotizes people. And, <laughs> and, and I don't, you know, and I don't know, but, but they were just assuming the worst and treating them the worst it was horrible. So, so I agree. Colt, from the way this was portrayed and and this was this was a documentary this was not a reenactment they were right. interviewing all the community members they had footage from the 80s they had current it was well done time uh footage so so while i say portrayed that's that's being a little bit um uh generous on the side of trying to Air on the side of that they could have edited it a certain way to portray it, but it uh, it would have been hard because so much of this was actual footage and actual long conversations, not clipped conversations. So I I it did the cult thing was um, definitely arguable and mostly name calling by the community. The community was really mean. The 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 locals not the not the Rajneeshi community the Rajneeshi community the main leader the Sheila gal did get crazy and lead them down a no, dark path she behaved very poorly and and was awful and and it sounds like she was recording people and and she did a lot of inappropriate she did a lot of things but but then for everything oh. she did she did her time well, in the end, she went to the pokey. Yeah, and she admitted full on everything she did. Yeah, like I said, the one uh, prosecuting attorney, I think he was, said there was no remorse, and she just was. He felt she was completely honest and admitted everything. And the Bogwan, it seemed like he didn't do anything wrong, as far as I could tell. The only thing that he did that was wrong in my book 
is that when he found out what all Sheila was doing, then he kind of he he threw her under the bus, which big time is yeah. arguable. I I kind of would like to see a dude in that position, uh, you know, be better than that. Well, it's it's so complicated. Uh, it yeah oh it, sure sure. It's so complicated. I I just you know the Bhagwan was crazy wealthy and there were they didn't they didn't go into whether it was a cult or not whether there was hypnotism or not they went into they were into some weirder things than just like yoga and uh, you know, they, they were doing all this emotional processing that came out in really bizarre ways, but this emotional processing, what, whatever people they're liked, into, people really, really appreciated and liked when it was, was valuable the end, to them. When it's, when the Bhagwan is gone and Sheila's in the pokey. Yeah. Then people were leaving. Yeah. And, uh, and as people are leaving, you know, as people are saying that people are weeping over how much they're going to miss what they were part of. Right. And so I think that's an indicator of like, um, I mean, you want to talk about were they hypnotized? I, I mean, I don't think I don't think there was any hypnosis. And as for a cult, um, it's as much of a of a cult as uh, uh, Christianity. I mean, basically, what are they doing? It, it seemed like. It seemed like Buddhism stuff kept coming up, yeah. you know, and then, I mean, the namaste thing kept coming up. Yoga was seemed to be a big part of it. But, of course, yeah, they had some kind of weird sex thing, and, and they showed some video on the show of, like, and then they were this guy. In fact, the one guy that was rational through the whole thing, and he was clearly the king of rational through the whole show, was this guy that was the lawyer for the Bhagwan. Yeah. And um and he was saying like they showed some footage of this this dude that is a follower but he did some stuff and he was told no, do not do that. That is right. not okay. Right. But it's like, oh look, we're showing this this guy's a follower and this is what he's doing. And there was a lot of naked people doing some weird ass stuff. Yeah. And so but when it comes to the little town nearby, Antelope. It was 19 miles away. And oh, did these people work up a big gob of hate for people that were 19 miles away. Yeah. It's like, well, you had to drive a long ways to get your hate on. Well, it that was what a community where 19 miles away seems like your next door neighbor because every, you know, everything's so out in the rural area. You can't even see them. Yeah. It was, it was an incredibly hateful community. And, and I could, I don't think, I, I don't think that that community is unusual. I think that that kind of, of thing is quite normal and it's not even limited to a rural environment. Right. Um, the, that, area around antelope they they called them a cult they said they were doing all these non-christian things they um they criticized the bhagwan for having money because he had lots of rolls royces and there were there was some you know some of that that's not what this mini series was really about but they criticized them for all of these different choices that were different than their most uh, people in Antelope's choices, lifestyle choices. And, and it's in a community, if you don't own a Ford pickup, they're going to criticize you for that, too. Right. And and uh, I remember you laughing when they bought the cafe and changed it to, <laughs> it was like a normal, you know, small town, rural America cafe. And they changed it to something vegetarian or with oh, like an Indian name or something. They gave it this, like Cafe Rajneesh or something. Uh, yeah. But let's, let's see if I understand. So they, they, they wanted that to be able to have a, their own little town on their 60,000 acres. And um, and then somebody somewhere was saying something like, I didn't quite understand it, but it's like, we won't allow you to do that because the next town over 
is like upset with you. <laughs> they they're they're saying they don't like you, and so we're not going to allow you to do what you legally should be allowed to do, right? Because we're choosing to not interpret the law correctly. <sighs> so then they got this idea of like, well, the town's kind of pretty much abandoned. And we got lots of money, and so the houses that are abandoned are, like, for sale super cheap. Yeah. So what if we go over there and just buy up all the houses? That have been for sale forever, that people are hurting and want the money for. And we'll move a bunch of our community over there, and then when whoever this dumb fuck is, it's like saying, well, we won't grant you the license because the next town over hates you. And it's like, well, ask them now. Now the town town's made up of Rajneeshis are all going to be like, yeah. but of course there's still a few people that are holdouts that are still there from the old hate group, and so so then the Rajneeshis are like, okay, well let's vote in. You know, here comes the election for the city council and the and whatnot, and then they're all Rajneeshis, and then it's like, so then the Rajneeshis are like, you know that park that's kind of abandoned. It's now a nudist park. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> cracked you up. Yeah. That, that and the cafe getting taken over cracked you up, those two things. I, I, it was really hard to watch people be so close-minded and hateful. And then, of course, when there were murder charges, I think the local community felt validated for their hate, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, um, I think, you know, you know, for not wanting a nudist park and a vegetarian cafe, now they feel, feel validated. An interesting angle on all this is, is that, um, they were over in India and they were outgrowing their space in India and they were getting some grief from the Indian government because what they were doing, like the Indian government was saying, you got to do what we tell you to do or else. And and they're like we got to we want to do our own thing. And and somebody came up with this idea. Hey, hey, you know what would be cool? You should go to the United States of America. They are really big on freedom of religion. You, you should check it out. They you can be any kind of cookie religion you want and they're they're totally okay with it. And then, of course, the lesson was, no, no, we're totally not. You want to do anything weird, we will fuck up your shit. Right. Well, and and what the Bhagwan got charged with in the end was um, some immigration violations and that normally are just not prosecuted like he was prosecuted. Is well, it, it sounded to me like it was like, okay, so the Bhagwan had people had friends in India but in order to be in the United States they needed to be like married to somebody and so then the Bhagwan would arrange for for these two people to go live in Texas for a certain amount of time and then get married and then once the marriage is done then they'd come back to Rajneeshpuram and my from what little I saw of the movie, from whatever I could figure out, it's like Bogwan didn't know about that going on. He didn't give a shit. You know? It's like I as far as I could tell, that dude is napping all day because he is elderly. <laughs> he is he is so old, he's just this side of dust and he's right. got a He's got to barely move. He might be watching a little daytime television for 20 minutes a day because that's all the time he's awake. Right. <laughs> and they they basically, even the 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 inf- law enforcement, was it the prosecutor? Was it the FBI or the police officer? I don't know. But they basically admitted that after they uh, arrested the Bhagwan, they took him around from jail to jail to jail. To ju- fuck with him. Just basically to torture him because he was elderly. And and then finally... The they ba- did strip searches on him. And, and the Bhagwan finally just pled guilty instead of going to trial because he couldn't take it physically anymore. He was going to die if there was much more of it. Yeah, so um, they basically tortured him to get him to 
plead guilty and apparently the government of the United States is we're all about torturing folk. That's yeah. how we roll. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. He's not a person. He doesn't have rights because he's part of a cult leader. I mean, these yeah. these are the things <laughs> because of that cult. We don't have to treat them like a human or with any kind of respect because they're not, you know, they don't live like we live. So, yeah, that was what was frustrating about this show. That was exactly it. They they don't live like we live. Yeah. You know, and it's like they don't farm the way we farm. They don't. And it's like what they what they wanted was somebody to buy a shitty little house in their shitty little town, which they ended up doing. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't like the way we live? We live just like you then. Only that was that was kind of a wild thing is is that they all wore shades of red all the time. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> And and so this was driving the people in the town a little bit little bit nuts. They didn't like that they were always wearing red for some reason. Well, that made them seem more cult-like. So, I mean, you know, if you're losing your identity by not choosing your own clothes, color, you know, that's, that does seem more cult-like. I, I still think you don't have to treat, even if it was definable as a cult, and and I'm not trying to argue either way there. Even if it was, you don't have to deal with that with hate. You can deal with that still with legal civil liberties or even a libertarian attitude like live and let live or if you are so about the Christianity you use love and goodness to convince someone you have the right path you don't you don't go around them and threaten them with your firearms yeah. I, it's just they, these people were uh, all the, the people working for the government and the people in that town were all demonstrating that Christianity is all about hating people thoroughly and it was like that was really disturbing it was um, <clears throat> alright anyway I, I think that's all I have to say about that little mini series I think we covered quite a bit um, uh, hate, 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 anger and hate, psycho hate, and crazy and hate it seems to be the winner. Hate won out, and and uh, uh, that was very disappointing to me. It made me very sad to see that at the end, that in the end, hate was the big winner. Hate and crazy mixed together was the big winner. Yeah, yeah. I, I it was just... I, I guess one last comment I had, and I don't know if this was orchestrated by the filmmaker or the documentary makers or not, but the Rajneesh followers that they interviewed seemed far more educated, far more um, tolerant, far more decent, um, decent, and in, and and just respectful and. Uh, you know, except for Sheila, who was pretty darn cold and unremorseful, the every all the other Rajneeshis they interviewed were like Sweet. really awesome, cool, educated people that you would feel like if you had a conversation with them, you would learn something from talking with them. When they interviewed the residents of the town of Antelope that were spewing all the hate. They seemed incredibly simple-minded. It, yeah. It's very sad to say, but they did, and and it just was quite the odd juxtaposition. And when they went out at people. the end, it's like it's a good thing that decency won out. I'm glad to see goodness and decency <sighs> win at the end. And I'm just kind of thinking, like, wow, the monster knows the word decency but really has no idea what it means. Yeah. And so they just have no clue that they're the monster in this scenario. So yeah. I I think that the show focused as shows do today, they really focused on the drama. They focused on people being drama queens. So all the people working for every branch of the government, bunch of fucking drama queens. Uh 
the people, the, the the awful people in that town, drama queens, um, and then of course Sheila, drama queen, and then and then when the shit hit the fan and Sheila took off, then um, I would have liked to have seen uh, a little less drama queen coming out of you know the Bogwan. Um, so, uh, um, and then, you know, the lawyer guy, I, I enjoyed seeing lawyer guy be so decent through it all. Yeah. And it's like, what a, what a, what a, an awesome contrast. Um, and no matter what was thrown at him every single time he stood up and did the decent thing, but. What I what I think we did not see, and I'm not sure how much I could stomach seeing it anyway, but you kind of see it on the fringes. You know, if you look past the the drama queen stuff that's being shown on the show, is that those people were super happy. The Rajneeshis, yeah, they oh. just seemed. And it, and it also kind of seemed like when the thing came to an end, it's like. I now have to go back to a miserable existence, and for a few years, I was in bliss. I learned what joy and love was about, and and acceptance. That's what the lawyer guy kept saying, is the Rajneeshi community, he felt acceptance like he'd never felt anywhere else in his life. And uh, he would choke up talking about it. So I... I <laughs> And that's the opposite of what the townsfolk were giving them. Complete opposite. So I, it just boggles my mind how people think that anger and hate can win someone over and, and gun-toting threats. It's, it's just, you know, acceptance. Acceptance wins people over. Uh, gun-toting. Let's talk about gun-toting for just a sec. So so yeah it's true. The the locals armed themselves up and they went looking for people to shoot. And um uh, and that was another thing too is when people were moving out you could you could see all the broken windows and you just know that the locals went over there and just started breaking every window they could you know out of some kind of horribleness. But uh the Rajneeshis because the Rajneeshis are being threatened and they're like, what do we do? And so they came up with this plan, which I think actually really worked well. And the plan was this. They bought a fuck ton of guns, and just a trained. mountain of guns. And they trained daily. Daily and, on their marksmanship. Yeah. And they became very good at using those guns and they had a mountain of ammunition and so I think that's when the Yahoos and the pickup truck that were out looking to shoot Rajneeshis, I think they changed their mind. Right. Yeah. And so that worked. But then came, they started bombing the Rajneeshi uh, hotel in town. Apparently, it was being vandalized twice a day, every day. And the, the the local authorities are like, well, yeah, but you're a cult, so that only makes sense. Yeah. And so they wouldn't stop it. Yeah. They they would like allow it. It's like, oh no, if a Rajneeshi or anybody else goes and vandalizes something even once, we're gonna get an investigation going. But if anybody goes and vandalizes a Rajneeshi thing, well, that just makes sense, you know. And I'm kind of thinking like. That is so wrong. Yeah. I Yeah. So it was, it just seemed like all kinds of sadness, you know. Anyway, it, it again, Paul and I both said at the beginning of this, we would not have wanted to live and, and study under the Bhagwan Rajneesh. We, we would not have chosen that community. Yeah. And we still feel people should be treated more like people, even if they are followers of a Bhagwan Rajneesh and you don't agree with it. Yeah. You still need to treat them with decency and respect and, and decent 
law, you know, justice system, not torture and not, you know, so many, many different things. It's perfectly okay to wear shades of red and be super hugsy. (laughs) That is that is an acceptable way to live your life. And it's perfectly okay to be happy, even if they're not going to your church. Right. That's considered all right. You know, you're not supposed to get ink. Hell, Jesus might even like to hang out with these guys and get hugsy with them. Right. You know, right. This seems like his kind of peeps. Yeah. Like his kind of crowd. He might pick out a Mary Magdalene to wash his feet. You know, <laughs> so it's yeah, there's Jesus was all about the joy. And these guys had the joy thing going on in spades. Sure. While over in that town, 19 miles away, those looked like a bunch of sour pusses who needed some joy. And they they could do with a with a little loosening up and learning a thing or two from the Rajneeshis. Right. Wouldn't it be interesting if they actually learned something about India, like where? That's, that was going to be really snarky. I was going to say, like, where it is on the map. <laughs> so, you know. Oh. That's, that's yeah, mean. That might be a little low. That was low. True, probably. But, that's but low. low. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah, low. yeah. And I was talking about respect, and I, I sunk low. I, I guess, I guess a big thing is, is that they had, and there was like apparently at some point in time, like 10,000 people there. And, and, um, oh, they loved this guy so much. And they had so much happiness and joy going on. And granted, there may have been some weird sex stuff going on there, but I kind of got the impression that's like, some people were into the weird sex stuff and some people were not. And it's like, but hell, you know what? That's in our own society already. So I'm kind right. of feeling like, why point that out? Right. But um, I what, what bugs me is that they were so happy. And it's like there's a law against being happy. And now I just remembered another big thing. And that was that they're like, okay. So we took over the town. Then, then there were so many of us living in town, we got to elect our own city council people. And then we got to n- name the park Nudist Park or whatever. Right. You know, and they changed the name of the town to Rajneesh. Yeah. And they renamed the streets. But now the county is fucking with them. And they're like, all right, we'll take over the county. You know? And they're like, well, we don't have quite enough votes. So then they're like, they got this idea, which was a really clever idea, which turned out to be a dumb idea. But they brought in like 6,000 people, 6,000 homeless, homeless people. people. They just brought in all these homeless people to give them a place to live and and a, a farm and they, community. And they'd be there long enough to be able to vote. And, and it, then it would, and they'd be able to control the election. But then the electoral board. The woman who ran the electoral board said, I just decided that if you look like you're with the Rajneeshis, then I'm not going to allow you to vote in this election. In the meantime, other people from other states heard about all this, and then they were driving in by droves, and they're like, oh, but you, I'll allow you to vote. Yeah, come on down. You're not even from around here, but I'll let you vote in the county election, sure. But not anybody who's with the Rajneeshis. I remember this part of the news story from the 80s. Um, the, the thing was, Oregon was trying to make it easier for Oregon residents to vote. So they had one of the most liberal voter registration laws or policies of any of the states that you could like register that day to vote that day or something. Or you only had to show that you'd lived there twenty days or even less than that. It was it was an incredibly liberal voter registration policy because they were trying to encourage more people to vote. And then, and so that's what the Rajneeshis were trying to capitalize on. And they were trying to show. Yeah, they were following the law. And they were also trying to show, look, we are going to take, you know, so many of your homeless people are veterans that aren't being given 
a useful occupation. They're not being given a good place to live. They're not being treated with respect and dignity after they've served your country. We'll do that for them. And in exchange, they'll vote for us. And then um, it, it actually created some well, riots and a bunch of there problems. Were, there were a bunch of problems. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, too, that when yeah. the whole thing was folding up shop <clears throat> and they were all clearing out and everybody's going home, there were several of those homeless people that they videoed to say, I'm going to be the last one to leave because I love it here. This is the best thing that's ever happened in all of my life. Right. And and it's like I I just can't go. I can't go until everybody else is gone. And I kind of thought that that says a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, that was a big another big aspect of what was going on. Yeah, there was, was other crazy stuff, but mm-hmm. but and then of course the big thing is is like when they when the non-Rajneeshis won the election, then then they're like, "Well, I'm glad that justice prevailed and that our system is shown to work." And it's kind of like the system wasn't the system was shown to be seriously fucked up you be, you, you should go to jail you're a criminal yeah you fucked with the system you broke your own laws yeah just to discriminate holy yeah. shit yeah so yeah uh yeah uh, it was it was a frustrating thing to see but i also kind of feel like this is, you know, and, and, and so many people, when they start to, to, to create community, then they are certain that their community is going to be wonderful and that they are not going to have any problems like this because these kinds of problems are for other people. And, um, and it's like, wow, this, this kind of stuff is, is far more the norm than you think. And I mean, like, now you've been with me when I go to present in a lot of places, and I'll bet you nearly every time I have ever presented, there will be somebody, generally it's a couple, who come up to me and they say, Paul, I've listened to all your podcasts, and I'm in an awful situation, and I need your advice. And the situation will change from situation to situation, but basically it's a neighbor. Yeah. Who it's either a neighbor or the local department of making you said, and you know, I want to just go on record as saying, I've met a lot of people that work for the department of making you sad, and they are lovely people who try really hard to make permaculture things work out. And, and they're, they're doing everything they can. And of course, there's always that 20% that falls into the space of not lovely people, but, Anyway, the, the, the moral of this little story is this is extremely common. It is. That there is a serious problem. And it's, and it's from somebody who lives next to you that says, I demand that you live your life the way I tell you. And if you will not do that, I will do everything in my power to fuck you up. And that is like, you would think like, oh, nobody says that. But it's like, holy shit. It's like more than half the time. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it's not that, you know, <laughs> people on permies talk about this all the time. And we get people who visit us here that are just so relieved to have people who get it because their neighbors don't get it. Their family members don't get it. They're you know church members don't get it who whoever it is <laughs> they they just struggle with it and like this one couple on permies they moved into a new neighborhood and they wanted their lawn to get longer purposely but the neighbor thought oh they're they're older or something or they need help they just moved in i'll come mow for them and so the neighbor came and mowed you know and i talked to somebody else who's who's renting you know and the landlord uh sent a landscape maintenance person by that put weed and feed over the whole lawn and you know there's all these things that 
you know, some homeowners, if your community doesn't allow you to have a garden in the yard, they get fined. We've all seen the stories about that. So it just gets gets tough. Uh, we had we had a boot here recently who said a thing that I interpreted as a very lovely thing, but she wasn't exactly saying a lovely thing about us as much as it was about where she was before. And she was saying, it's really nice to be here because people here are not screaming at each other. <laughs> and so apparently she was at a place earlier yeah. where the the it was a couple... She was, and they would have screaming fights a lot. Yeah, she was supposed to be there two months, and I think she didn't last more than two weeks because every day, several times a day, the couple would scream over things. Yeah. So that seems like a low bar for us, <laughs> and and we just stepped over so easily. There we you know, go. it's like boy, that was easy. That's there an easy little thing there. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So and we provided her with somebody to fall in love with, and then uh, run away with. And then she left. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I you know tolerance people, you know allow people to live their lives weird if they want. I I think you know I like the idea that we can have the freedom to live our lives the way we want. I I was as we were watching. I mean, they got sixty thousand acres, and then of course the Buddhists are like an are are in the western Montana, and um, uh, they've got twenty thousand acres, and they're making their little Buddhist Disneyland, and of course the stuff that we were watching, these guys were doing a lot of Buddhist stuff, and so um, I'm kind of thinking. Uh, it's smart for them to have 20,000 acres, which, is, by the way, is less than the 60,000 acres that the Rajneeshis had. Right. Um, and but I'm, but maybe what they're doing is that, um, uh, like like maybe those people in in that town, maybe they would have been like like it's like we're trying to do a thing, and the people in the local town are being all like, we hate you, and so maybe what they needed was a PR company. To, to do something. And maybe what, what those people really were saying is that the words you would hear would, would be like, we hate you, cult! And, and what they were really saying is, grease my palms. <laughs> for, for $1,000, I will not hate you anymore, and I'll stop using the word cult. And maybe, you know, there needed to be a, a PR person that's like savvy to that or something and would work it all out. But it also kind of seems like, Reducing your interaction with that community is a, a big tool. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother bailiwick. That could be a whole podcast in and of itself because we, you know, um, there's care of the people and there's the invisible structures and a lot of people in permaculture feel that building community with your other residents of your town or county or wherever you live, that that's an important part of permaculture. And it can be. um, And I think sometimes it, it, you just can't. I mean, some people you can't build relationships with. I'm just pragmatic in that way. There's some people, no matter what you do, they'll be awful. So it's best to minimize. So it's, it's, there's just so much to say about that. And I know you could go on two hours about that. Well, <laughs> and, and I don't uh, want to go on two hours about that. But what I wanted to get back to is, it's odd to me sometimes how something like this Rajneeshi community can have such a huge positive economic impact on a community. Like they bought up all these properties that people were trying to sell for years. And even if they changed over the cafe, they had people buying things in town, I'm sure. So, and, and visitors right. coming through and, it's surprised me. I, I just have always thought or assumed that most towns would want an increased economic viability. 
However, there are towns that don't want it because they feel it drives prices up and it ruins, you know, their town flavor or things. So, so that's a whole nother. But, thing which kind of be part of what they're shooting for. We have a certain town flavor, right? Culture, and, and we yeah. want it to stay this way. But those guys, nineteen miles away, are like, you know, because now, yeah. now that's what we're talking. We're talking about them instead of talking about, you know. Whatever we got going on here. Now, uh, one of the things you touched on was um, how I can go on for several hours about this. <laughs> and I, and I, I've, I've, the summary I've been going with lately is that there's uh, there's three groups and they're evenly sized. So one third are going to be situations where people are getting on okay with their neighbors. It's like problematic but tolerable. Um, <clears throat> And sometimes out of that group, there's also like lovely. Everything with all the neighbors is just really awesome. Yeah. There's a third where it's like currently in a nightmare and they should probably leave. And then there's the final third, which are people that used to be in scenario two. It was a nightmare and they did leave. And in their new location, they are... They, they selected the location to have privacy so they could have a little bit of peace. And they are strategically living in such a way that uh, um, to minimize the probability of headaches mm. because they don't want to repeat what they moved away from. <laughs> they want to put down deep roots and have peace. So I, I kind of feel like um, uh, I was in... I've had many times where I lived in scenario one, like when I was younger. Then when I bought my first piece of land, it turned into scenario two. And then when I came here, I'm attempting to do scenario three. And I think it's working out quite well. Um, and uh, when, when we want, I mean, first of all, we have a lot of people here. So we have community here. And then uh, when I want greater community or whatever, I go to Missoula. <clears throat> and I don't know. I think that works out really good, and I'm very happy with this solution, and it's working out quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. We. Uh, yeah. I. I. I think we covered that show pretty well in this podcast, yep. and um, I. You know, I tolerance people. I. 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 Yeah. They. They had problems. And it did end up being a scary group because of this one leader, but that one leader was, uh, was prosecuted and, and justly, you know, sentenced. So I, I, it, so that part took care of itself, but I, it's just, anyway, it, it was hard to see the hate is all. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about community, homesteading, and permaculture all, all the, the time. time. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.